because I believe a man is supposed to take care of his woman. I don't care how much money your woman make. A man is supposed to have his mindset on taking care of his woman. Talk. I mean, this you know this this may be a bit crude, but I mean I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, I want to talk about um, booty calls. The woman typically falls for the clown in the crown because the woman embraces the relationship. Listen to this very carefully. No static? Good. Now it's too, <laughs> now the volume is too low, okay? I can't, I don't have any other moves to make. Now I sound far away. Okay, what's well, because I'm coming through the device. Maybe if I put it up closer to me. is it, Now that's the best I'm going to be able to do for y'all tonight. All right. Can you hear me now? There is no mic, but the mic that's on the device. Okay. All right. Fine now. Fine now. Okay. No problems. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. Why does the woman fall for, consistently fall for the clown in the crown? And when this happens, you know, there's this, 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 wave of shame that comes over. Thank you. There's this guilt for having made uh, a poor choice. Well, here's the thing you have to understand. The woman is usually moving from the heart. When a woman embraces a relationship, she usually embraces a relationship from what she generally believes in her heart is something that will be productive. While the clown in the crown is moving from a calculated place where he is intentionally deceiving the heart of the woman, because usually when a woman puts her heart first, she turns off her intellect and she turns down the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so it's after the clown in the crown has impacted her, thank you, that she comes to a place where she realizes, oh, I've been deceived. This is a clown in a crown. And because nobody teaches her, you know, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, not a lot, very rarely, but sometimes ladies give me a hard way to go because of the way I say certain things. But here's the truth. For, for a truth, a necessary truth to penetrate a broken soul, sometimes it has to be harsh. Sometimes I can't say it nicely and politely. I have to say it like, you know, a serious, it has to come across harsh to penetrate the layers, you see. Now, listen to what the Bible says, and then I'll get into my, I think I have like five, uh, actually, I have six points I want to make, and then I'll be done for tonight. I won't hold you. But the Bible says in Proverbs 14, 7 through 9, says, go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there's favor. But listen to what it says. Go from the presence of a foolish man. Here's the, here's the kicker. When thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. Now, what is that saying to me? What is that saying to us? That's saying to us that we should discern a person. We should perceive the level of a person before we open ourselves to a person. Thank you. He says, 
Run from the presence of a foolish man when you perceive not in him the lips of knowledge. That means I'm what? I'm, I'm, I'm analyzing, I'm discerning, I'm paying attention to your internal qualities before I ever open my life up to you. What is the mistake most women make? Most women make the mistake of buying uh, the first impression and then they usually get home and they have buyer's remorse. You know how you ladies who are shoppers, you buy stuff in the mall when you think you're excited about it and you get it home and you don't feel like it fits and they've got a no return policy. Well, that's how most most of you embrace your relationships. You 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 buy it. You buy the first thing that they sell. And then by the time you get it home and unpacked, you realize this is exactly what I don't need. Now let's get into let's get into my main points. Number one, you got you a clown in a crown. What, what, what do you mean, Pastor? Okay, number one, number one, he's old and childish. Number one, he's old and childish. He's a man that is obviously suffering from arrested development. He's so childish, he's annoyingly immature and clueless. He's so childish that he's embarrassing. He's so childish that you wouldn't dare bring him to an office party. You wouldn't dare bring him on a date with your 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 boss and his or her spouse because he's so childish. You don't know what he's going to do or what he won't do. Got a clown in the crown. Any, any man that you got to deal with and he's behaving like a child, you know, um, you can't even have basic respect for him. But. You, you know, you have this, this sexual soul tie developed now and you're looking at your age and society got you saying, well, you know, you had a certain age, so you got to kind of settle for whatever it is you can get right now. And so you, you settle for a piece of man, then wait on a whole man. And so you just got this big old childish man that just doesn't have a clue how to behave like a grown man. You, you don't even pick up grown man energy from him. He feels like a big boy. He's just, he's just childish, you know, um, and now, now don't take this out of balance what I'm getting ready to say, okay? Don't take this out of balance because as men, you know, we do love the, the video games, especially the sports stuff like with the Madden and the basketball, which I have a PlayStation, but I haven't actually played it in many years. I just just haven't had the time, but it does help me to wind down when I do. But how many women have grown men in their homes, won't get a job, won't do nothing around the house, and just sitting on the thing playing games all day, all through the night, got other big grown boys coming in, they making all kind of noise, breaking up the furniture, eating up the food, you got a big child. Thank you. Thank you. You have a big child. Thank you. A grown man behaves a certain way. And there's some of you who are who are settling for just, you know, a big old man, man child, just clueless, no, no couth. No sense of decorum, no connection with ethics. Uh, timing is horrible. Don't know how to respond or react to you like a grown man should. He's old and childish. Thank you. Your man should be a man. You know, your man should not have to run to you for you to solve all of his problems. Like a child, what you may have signed up for is just a an older son. The Bible says in First Corinthians thirteen and eleven, 
when I was a child, watch this, I speak as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became, when I evolved and became a man, I put away childish things. You should never look at your man and say, man, you childish, golly. And then you, you say this and then you move forward and you actually marry this and you think it's going to get better. Thank you. It's not going to get better. Thank you. I'm trying, I'm trying to communicate this because I need you all to hear what I'm saying to you. A grown man should not behave like a child. You have a clown in a crown, my sister. I know you're afraid of being alone, but sometimes you got somebody sleeping in the bed with you and you're still alone because you don't have a grown man. Whoo, okay. Number two. You got you a clown in a you got you a clown in a crown. You got you a clown in a crown, girl. You would got you a clown in the crown. You got that clown in that crown, girl. I'm gonna tell you now. You got a clown in the crown. Ooh, your clown looking good though. Your clown sharp. He got his crown polished. That clown got his crown polished, but he's a clown in a crown. Number two. Listen to this very carefully. <laughs> you got to listen to this very carefully. This is some of the stuff I'm going to teach my, my men in, in, in Kingology, man. This is the stuff my daddy taught me. He's broke. Watch this. He's a clown in a crown. He's broke and materialistic. He want all of the latest this and the latest that, but he broke. He broke, but he's materialistic. Thank you. A man that lacks character simultaneously lacks self-esteem. And many men futilely attempt to subsidize this lack of self-esteem through materialism. Now, a grown man at least works for his material things, but a clown wants things and never embraces a comparable work ethic. He wants Jordans, but he doesn't want a job. You know, he, he wants Gucci, but he doesn't want a job. He wants Louis, but he doesn't want a job. He's rather searching for a woman that can afford to pay for it. He's broke and materialistic at the same time. He's broke, but he wants a designer lifestyle. And the Bible says in Luke 14, 28, for which of you intending to build a tower sits not down first and counts the cost, whether you have sufficient to finish it. See, a grown man knows how to um, strategize his financial choices, you know? Um, years ago, I could drive anything I wanted to drive. You know what I mean? And, and I, I bought whatever kind of car I wanted to buy. Then Katrina happened. And then I, I went to a Jeep and I rode that Jeep. Man, I rode that Jeep. Oh, my goodness. I guess I rode that Jeep for about eight years. You know, it was paid for hundreds of thousands of miles on it. But I rode that Jeep because I understood my financial picture. Thank you. Though I have taste, though I have Mercedes, BMW, Bentley taste, I realized that my financial position said you do it, you'll do better right now operating in a Jeep because I'm a grown man. And so my material, my materialism or should I say my desire for material things does not outrun my understanding of my financial. But when you got a clown in the crown, a clown in the crown doesn't want a job, doesn't want to work, but he wants to design a lifestyle, but he wants you to pay for it. And here's what's sad. 
many of you are paying for it. What, what, why in the world is a man uh, that does not have a job, why is this man walking around with Louboutin tennis shoes? He doesn't have a job. He's not even in the system. And he's walking around with Louboutin tennis shoes. Can barely speak the English language or whatever language you're from and whatever part of the world you're in. And walking around with Louboutin, where you get them from? Clown in the crown. My queen, my queen, hook me up. Because your queen is suffering from broken consciousness. And please don't y'all go tell these people that R.C. Blake said, because you have people getting mad with me. I'm just turning, I'm just talking. I don't know about nobody's personal business. I ain't got no issues with nobody. I just still mind my own business. I'm just saying, you got a man that's broke and materialistic. It's a clown in the crown. Don't want a job, and but, but want all of these labels. It's not a grown man. It's not a grown man. Thank you. Number three, number three, he communicates, listen to this now, listen to this. Y'all listen to this, please listen to this. And I'm gonna take all your questions when I'm done. He communicates sexual thoughts and desires. Constantly he's communicating Sexual, his sexual thoughts and his sexual desires and his sexual needs to you. But he, he has no conversation about a real future. He can talk about sex, but he don't want to talk about marriage. You got your clown in a crown. Because a, a true king, come on now, a true king, he, does, he doesn't want a um, side chick. He don't, he don't just want no girlfriend. A true king desires a queen. He searches for a queen. He'll search the whole realm for a queen because kings want queens. They don't just need, they don't just want no sex buddy. They don't just want no hookup. A true king, not just a man, not just a clown with a crown, but a king with a crown who has the mentality to match is searching for his queen. He's not looking to make you a 10-year girlfriend, a 15-year girlfriend. Thank you. He is searching for the queen that is supposed to reign Alongside him, so he can communicate about sex, or he can talk all day about what he want, he want to do. Now I imagine this. I want you to do this, and I'm gonna do that, and can't wait for you to get home. And he's been talking this trash. He's been talking this trash for the last five, six, seven years, and has nothing to say about what the future is. Where are we going? From here, are we just gonna meet here every night and just have sex, roll around in this bed, and keep you repenting all week long because you know you're a Christian, you're saved, and you know the Bible don't condone you uh, sleeping around no bed with a man that you're not married to, and you constantly grieved in your spirit? He talking all of this sexual stuff, getting you all emotional, getting you all sexual, but he never talks future. Kings talk future. Kings talk future. You see, when, when Lisa and I were dating and um, I got to the point where I said, okay, I don't think I'm going to get married. I don't think I want to be married. I said to Lisa, I don't think I want to be married. It's best you move on. And then when I finally came to myself and I went back to her, I, didn't, I wasn't asking her to come back to me to be my girlfriend any longer. I said, I want, I want, I want, I want to marry you, and I was a single pastor, and I told the church, I said, this is going to be my wife, and I think it was like, I don't know, it may have been two months later, we were married, because a king, he's not just communing, he's not just communicating 
sexual needs and thoughts. He, he, he has conversation about your future. If you have a man that has nothing to say about y'all's future, Here's a quote. Uh, oh, didn't, I didn't write down who said it, but the quote goes like this. A boy spends his life searching for different women. Listen to this very carefully. I thought it was powerful. A boy spends his life searching for different women to go to bed with every night. A real man spends his life searching for the one to wake up to every morning. A boy spends his life, and give me some thumbs if y'all feeling what I'm saying. If you like what I'm saying, give me some thumbs up on this. A boy spends his life searching for different women to go to bed with every night. A real man spends his life searching for the one to wake up to every morning. See, like Lisa and I now, we, we started out as young whippersnappers. You know, we were in our 20s. Now we're in our 50s. We got grandchildren, you know, and I still enjoy waking up to that woman. You see? Now watch this. The sexual thoughts, thank you, that the clown in the crown is constantly communicating are designed to jam the signal of your intelligence and to create a pseudo sense of commitment through lust. See, he feels like he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to talk future because he doesn't want to commit. He does not have the inner capacity to actually commit. So what he wants to do is he wants to keep you preoccupied with the sex. You know, nobody can have sex like a clown in a crown. And that sex becomes the, the glue to the soul tie. You know, your, your body becomes addicted to this, this situation. And he does all this old stuff that, that's not normal. And all of that is intentional. That's to jam the signal of your intelligence and your spirit so, so as to keep you locked into a false sense of commitment through the spirit of lust. And every time you come down off your little sexual high and you think about it again and you look at this man, you ask yourself, now, why am I why am I still here with this man? You know. Oh, your mama told you, girl, you deserve better than this. This man is playing you. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 20, verses six and seven. And this is the amplified version it says many a man. Many a man proclaims his own lot and goodness, but who can find a faithful and trustworthy man? The righteous man who walks in integrity and lives life in accord with his godly beliefs. How blessed, happy, and spiritually secure are his children after him who, who have his example to follow. But he says many, many men proclaim their, their own goodness, how great they are, but who can really find a good man or faithful man? or a man that actually lives up to the hype because he keeps you tied up with all of this sexual stuff to make you feel like there's a relationship and it's, all, it's really no relationship, it's just sex. Make you feel like there's a commitment but there's no conversation about, about the future. In fact, about it, you bring, he won't even go and visit, he won't even go to a wedding with you. He ain't going nowhere around any, any kind of thing that demonstrates commitment because commitment is the farthest thing from the clown's mind. Number four, he has big dreams and no plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And oh, and I tell you, when I get to where I'm going, I'm going to buy you. Oh, I'm going to buy you the baddest bins on the lot. When I get through, doing, I'm about to make seven figures a year. Oh, man. No plan. What's your plan? How are you going to do it? I'm, I'm working that out. I'm working that out. I'm working that out. <clears throat> Me and my boys, we, we working on that. We working, we, you've been working on it now for the last four years. I've been waiting on that Ben's. 
They done changed for the last four years. You ain't when when you gonna do something with it? Have you 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 filed any what 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 you what you filed any papers? You got your bank got your bank accounts open? Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh, I'm 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 about to get on it now. About to get about to get on it now. About to get on it now. Big dream, no plan. See, the thing that you have to understand is this. Listen to me, please listen to me. Please listen to me. See, while you while you all caught up in the heat of the moment and all that, and the man got all your hormones raging and everything, and you talking about the clock and you talking about you wanna you want a man and you carried away now with a whole lot of stuff that, that could be self-deceptive. Here's the reality. What attracts you to a man and what gets you even to the altar is not going to fulfill you for the rest of your life. When you leave that altar and those papers aside and you got your ring, you got your pictures, you got your gown zipped up in little bags so you can give to your daughter one day and all that, and now you're really looking at the man, if that brother does not have a vision, he will soon lose your respect. As great as the sex may be, if he don't have no vision and you you can't see this brother actually moving in the direction of a preferred future that he communicated to you, you're going to lose respect for him. You're going to view him as less than a man. Because, see, what you require now is not what you're going to require then. When y'all get married and start having children... <clears throat> And all of this kind of stuff. Now, you, 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 y'all may be cool with, you know, $70,000 a year, you know, $50,000 a year. Y'all may be cool living in an apartment and all of that. But once you move to the next level, now you're going to start, ha- your taste is going to elevate. Your requirements for your children certainly are going to elevate. And you're going to have to have a man not only with big dreams, but realistic plans. And a man that's what? Fulfilling his dreams. See, potential is not enough. You you don't you don't need to to marry a man just based on his potential. You need to marry a man based on his fruitfulness. What is he producing? See, but you got to come back to your intellect to be able to do this. See, you caught up in your hormones now. You caught up in your emotions. You you just, you know, you 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 out there. You gone. Your eyes rolled all back in the back of your head. You you gone. This brother is blown your mind. You to mess around and got in the bed with this man. He has blown your mind. So your your brain ain't working right now. <sighs> but listen to what the Bible says. Thank you. In Proverbs thirteen and four. The soul, and this is the amplified, or the appetite of the lazy person craves and gets nothing for lethargy overcomes ambition. Saying anytime you see a person with big dreams and no plans, usually laziness is in there. He says the lazy person craves everything and gets nothing. For lethargy overcomes ambition. But the soul or the appetite of the diligent, one who works willingly, is rich and abundantly supplied. It would be far better for you to commit yourself to a man that's producing a $100,000 potential or producing $100,000 worth of fruit than to marry a man with a million dollar or $10 million potential and doing nothing. Because the, the, one of the marks of the clown in the crown is that he has big dreams and no plans. You know, I was sitting down, my wife and I were talking. And see, this is, see, I'm telling you, this is what drives a dude. This is what drives a real man. When my wife and I got married, I told her, I said, I'm going to be able to, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do that for you. Now, mind you, when my wife first married me, uh, first uh, started dating me seriously. My credit was bad. I had all my bills all out of whack. Not, you know, stuff, bills stuffed all in the drawers and all of this, not paying the bills, money in the account, not paying the bills, all that. Wasn't making a whole lot of money anyway. 
And we got married or still doing just a little better. But I said, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do that for you. And she could believe me because I didn't only have dreams. I had strategies. And watch this. And it was my strategies, my plans that really turned her on because now she saw where she could help me in my plans. And my plans were for the advancement of the family. And so now in our 50s, the thing that drives her is that I continue to give her more to work on because my my vision is so grand. My vision is so great. You know, she's never bored and she's never sitting there looking at me like, what are you doing? Never did. I don't want to hear all that. I've been hearing that for the last 25 years. Please keep that to yourself. <laughs> and see, some of y'all, that's what—that's the way you talk to your little man up. Man, please keep it to yourself. You've been telling me that for five years. I don't see nothing. Well, number five. Number five. Now, this one is important to me. And this is some wisdom right here. I want y'all to listen very carefully. You, you, you got you a clown in the crown. You got you a clown in the crown. Number five, he has children, but he never discusses them. I want you to pause and think about that. He has children, not by you necessarily, but he never discusses his kids. A man that has children that he never talks about is unknowingly giving you an x-ray of his heart. A man that has children, you know enough to know he has children and he never talks about his children to you, is giving you an x-ray of his heart. See, a man that does not commit to his children is either morally bankrupt, has the emotional maturity of a child, or is just trying to have sex with you. He ain't talking about his children. Either he don't plan on y'all really being going nowhere and all he in it for is just, just, you know, just to have some sex or he's just that emotionally immature that, you know, or he's morally bankrupt because any well-adjusted man that has any significant relationship or spends a significant amount of time with anybody at some point is going to talk about his children. If a man is not committed to his seed, what makes you think he's going to be committed to you? Listen to what the Bible says in Matthew 12, 34. It says, O generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Whatever's in a man's heart comes out of his mouth. And if you with this man all the time, talking to him all the time, and he never has anything to say about his children, oh man. There's, there's, you, you need to investigate that. Something wrong now. That's sure enough a clown in the crown now. Because a, a, a real man about his children, he ain't going to cut no corners about that. And the Bible says in 1 Timothy 5 and 8, but if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. If a man is not um, attentive towards his children, if he does not make his children a priority, he ain't nowhere to go. Number six, and then I'm done. Been only 45 minutes. Uh, you got your clown in the crown when he's when this when this cat is just judgmental and condescending. He's just constantly judgmental of he's judgmental of your weight. He's judgmental of your dress code. He's judgmental of your uh, everything, your family. He's judgmental of everything concerning you. And he and he and he speaks down to you. And, and let me speak from my context, since I'm a pastor and I come out of the church scene, you find a lot of these religious narcissists 
that you you try to develop a relationship with and they take the Bible and they beat you over the head with it. And when they get through, they make you feel like you're that small. And the reality is that the condescending and the judgmental spirit are to intentionally erode your self-esteem so that they can bring you to a point that is so small he can manage you the way he desires to manage you through guilt. That's a that's a clown in the crown. You're never supposed to submit yourself to a man that's constantly constantly judging you and talking down or looking down on you. Never. That's a clown. When a man looks down on you and talk, and talks down to you, maybe he has a little more education or whatever. That don't mean nothing. Whole lot of clowns got PhDs. Looking down on you and talking down and judging everything you do, you're supposed to become indignant about that. And you're supposed to, in no uncertain terms, tell him, get on, you know. Mm. And the Bible says, listen to this very carefully, and I'm done. The Bible says in Titus 1.15, unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. You find a person that's constantly negative and judgmental and condescending, their heart is polluted. When he's coming from a when he's coming from a pure place and a godly place and a healthy place and a good place, he's gonna always highlight the good in you, he sees. He's not going to be judging you and beating you down and talking down to you and, and intentionally trying to make you small so that he can manage you. He's going to he's going to build you up because when my heart is right, I see the right in you and I speak life into you. Any man that can't speak life into you, why 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 are you with him? Because a man that is worthy is never judgmental. And he's certainly not condescending. He's respectful. That's a part of that thing the Bible calls honor. The Bible says a man should honor his wife. See, part of that is being respectful, esteeming her, putting her in a lofty place where she, where he deals with her a certain kind of way. He's not going to talk to her, you know, Outside of certain parameters, he's going to deal with her very respectfully. And if a man does not approach you like that, he's a clown and and he does not deserve your presence. So that's just a little father-daughter talk, I suppose. And um, I want to pray for you, if I may. Father... Let this, let this word, let the revelation of it, let the truth of it, let it saturate their hearts tonight. And God, I thank you for bringing about healing and change. Even through these words, Father, let these words soak into the hearts of everyone listening. And God, I thank you for bringing about healing and change and empowerment. Thank you now, Father. Thank you for the healing. Thank you for the manifestation of the healing. Healing the soul, healing the heart, healing the spirit. Thank you now, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I love you all, and I've enjoyed my time with you. Are there any questions? Just for a few minutes, just for a few minutes. I'm tired. I had a long weekend. Thank you for waking me up. I thank God for your words. I truly feel like a queen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Blakes, for your word. Wisdom through Jesus Christ. God bless you. Any questions? Let's see. Talks so good. Thank you for always praying for us at the end of these talks. God bless you. I thank you. It's my, it's my honor and my privilege my honor and privilege. Love you, Pastor. Remind me of my dad. Absolutely no, <laughs> no sugarcoating. 
That's the way. To, that's the way we got to give it. Got to give it out, babe. Uh, okay. All right. There's my wife. Did you miss the Queenology 2.0 conference? You can get all of the amazing content. Oh, that's, that's true. Listen, those of you that uh, missed the conference, um, can you do a video on being equally yoked? I can. I may need you to remind me of that. Um, of course, all of this stuff can be reversed. Um, Blanc love, all of it can be reversed. Um, if you did, you were not able to make the conference, and we thank God for women from all over the world. We had six continents, and I think like last count I had was like twenty-seven countries that were represented on the platform for Queenology 2.0. Well, guess what? The conference material, everything we covered, all six sessions, is presently on rcblakes.com as an online program. You can go and get it tonight. Everything we dealt with over the weekend, you can go and get it tonight. Now, if you attended the conference and you um, registered, you should check your email because you already have access to that. That's something that I just decided to give to uh, those that supported my first cyber conference. So don't go and buy it. Check your email because there's a code for those of you that um, attended the conference and actually registered and you have access to it. But for those of you who say, well, I, I wasn't, well, the online program gives you access to it whenever you want, wherever you want, you know, for the rest of your life. It's called Queenology 2.0. So you have two now. You have the Queenology online program, and then you have Queenology 2.0. Queenology 2.0 is the one, is the content from uh, the weekend. What should I work on when guys complain that I'm too alpha and independent? Ask them to give you some specifics because sometimes, um, um, Sometimes that that may be men that are inferior and just can't handle you. But I, I do get it. A lot of women today are too alpha, and many times you're too alpha because life has demanded it. The absence of, of men um, has created this um, climate that it becomes necessary. But I'm a firm believer that the man that is enough man for you is not someone that you're going to have to necessarily diminish yourself for, which you never should. Uh, he's, a, he's a man that's going to be able to not only, you know, express that to you, but he's also going to be able to help you to walk through it. You know, I have an alpha female for wife, literally. And I mean, it's a constant thing. You know, it's, 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 it's all it's ongoing, but you got to be man enough to deal with that. And so if a man runs from that, he wasn't man enough to deal with it. But if a man stays, listen to what he's saying. Uh, don't become defensive. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and just make the adjustments and he'll be patient enough to walk it out with you. Can you talk about getting married in your 50s? Uh, I, yeah, I can talk about it. Um, if I were to be trying to get married now, uh, okay, and, I, and I'm assuming this is from the perspective of a, of a woman, I would not um, I would not give too much time to a man that did not. Ha I would have to get that information up front um, relative to what what are his plans. I would not be trying to date nobody for, you know, three, four, five years and all that kind of thing. Um, they would have to have their money right. You know what I'm saying? Um in your 50s, you, you're not going to be investing in nobody. Anybody come to you talking about they love you and all that, but then they then they shoot and they get rich quick schemes at you and want you to invest. No, no, no investing, no investing. They're going to have to have their own money. They're going to have to have a mind that they want to get married. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to have to be on the same page that um, I know you're not going to be a frustration to my life because I, ain't, I, ain't, I, ain't I don't have time for that right now. At this age, I don't have time to be bothered with. We're going to either be happy together or we ain't going to be together because I don't have time. So, I mean, that's just some of the stuff come to my mind. Come to my mind. 
I almost think I'm ready to date again. It's been three years of healing after almost 20 years of covert narcissism or narcissistic abuse. But because that situation, I don't have a career. And uh, I feel a quality man. I don't see the rest of it, though. Hmm. I, I don't see the rest of it. What should I do if they find out they have married a... Okay, what should what should one do if they find out they have married a clown? One that not only is condescending towards the wife, but talks bad about her to anyone who will listen, including their family. Well, that's not a relationship. That's not even a marriage. And, you know... I'm just not, I'm just not the, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not the, I'm a pastor, I'm a bishop and all that, but I'm not the most, I'm not one of these legalistic religious people. And I just personally, I would have to make some personal choices for myself, for the quality of my life. And I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I would have to make some personal choices. Thank you so much for my life, for the quality of my life, you know, because this is the quality of my life we're talking about. There's not nobody else, um, you know, who's sitting on the outside judging. This is the quality of my life. I would have to make some personal choices for the quality of my life. And I'll leave it at that. Been off and on in a toxic relationship for 10 years. He wants to marry, but he's not the one for me. Verbal abuse and emotionally immature. Told him I don't want him anymore, but he won't go. Um... Hopefully you don't have him in your house and just kind of eliminate him from your life. And if you have to get the people to uh, help you with that, get the people, you know, but don't let nobody pressure you into something, you know, you don't 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 want or need. How do you move on when you find out that the man who you were planning to be with is a pastor, but dealing with other women and found out uh, he likes men? My God, how do you move? I think you just move on. I think the circumstances um, provide everything you need to move on. It ain't, not, it ain't, it ain't no, you know, in a situation like that, it, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't no uh, exit, you know, twelve step plan. You, 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 I think you said he mess with other women and dudes. Oh no, you got to move. You just got to go. Period. It's kind of like the house fire. You you know you know, if the house catch on fire, if I got to go through the window, if I got to try to break through the walls, I just got to go. I got to go, and and that 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 one ain't you. Know, you just got to go and be thankful that you you got the opportunity to get out of it before you got caught up too deep. Pastor, besides her relationship with God, what is the most important area a single woman should work on? in her life to prepare for marriage. Um, to prepare for marriage? Uh, probably emotional intelligence. You know, in other words, learning how to manage her own emotions and how to communicate them effectively to the people that she's uh, embracing or that's in her circle and learning how to deal properly with the emotions of others. Because I think apart from God, thank you so much. Um, the biggest challenge in a marriage is, is dealing with the emotional ebbs and flows. You know what I'm saying? And Lisa's on here. I think she's on here. She can testify to this. You know, being able to deal with one another's emotions because one point he gonna be up here, she gonna be down there, and, you know. So as a, as a wise wife, and then quiet as it's kept, we don't talk about this a lot. Men have as many emotional shifts and changes as women. The difference between a man may have more. The difference between a man and a woman is that the man's the man implodes; it's an explosion internally, while the woman explodes in most cases. And so a wise wife has to have the kind of emotional intelligence to be able to discern where he's at and know how to speak life into him to help him to return to himself. And, you know, 
And I guess next to that, I would talk about, I would think you'd probably be working on financial well-being, you know, your own personal financial strategy. I was dating for a few months, and when I called him last night, another woman, uh, a few months, and when I called him last night, another woman, okay, according to this man, it was just a friend and apologized. Should I accept apology or just ignore and walk away? Um, I don't want to answer that on a public platform because I don't want to indict the brother. I don't have the information. You know what I mean? Um, I think I would have just some more discussion with him. Um, who is this person? You know, just have have some more discussion with him. Because he may very well be telling the truth, you know. I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and say, well, he, he probably lying. Because that could very well be the truth. But what he's saying could be the truth. And so just make certain. I think I would have further discussion with him and I would seek understanding. And then I think from that point, your spirit will guide you. You know what I mean? Your spirit will guide you and you will know what you need to do from your spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, my babies, I love y'all. And thank you so much for supporting Queenology. Amazing, amazing. I'm going to put uh, the link for those of you that did not attend the conference. You cannot miss it next time. Um, I'm going to put the link for the online program in the description, as well as the link for better help for those of you that may need counseling, professional counseling of any kind. Better help is the group that uh, we've partnered with and uh, we suggest to you. I love you. Uh, I'm tired, but I just had to come and deliver this to you tonight. And thank you for thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here. Uh, y'all gave me 597 thumbs. That ain't that ain't even half of y'all that's, that's in here. I should have at least a thousand likes on this. I'll, I know I'm gonna get my automatic thumbs down. They they faithful. They, my thumbs down people are faithful. I need my thumbs up people to be even more faithful. I love y'all and I'll talk to you real, real, real soon. God bless you and have a great night. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com.